Hello, everyone, and welcome to The D Show. It is a pleasure to welcome you back here for the second episode of season two. And for this episode, I thought I need to bring in a leader who brings in a multidimensional perspective that can add value across generational diversity. Somebody who's been dynamic with more than three decades of experience across technology and telecom sector and has been instrumental in building up mobile phone brands as we likely know it into absolute icons when it comes to a brand value as well as usability and user interface. So I'm very proud here that when I used to get fed up of Vodafone, my one option that used to come to my mind was Geo. And at that point in time, I realized that whatever promises they made, it came through. But does it happen with one person or does it take a battery of conscientious leaders to make that impact and create an influence in their industry segment? Let's know more about leadership. Let's know more about what sort of an impact and influence can we make in telecom sector. Let's understand what are the roadblocks? How can we improve? And obviously all of this while interacting with all of you. This is a live show and I hope you've subscribed to the channel. If you haven't, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button on YouTube. And if you're watching us on any other social media platform, I'm Dr. Divya Jetli, also called Dr. D with my cup of tea here, all set to get started with our guest of today. It is my honor to welcome on the show none other than the very dynamic and a great orator, Sunil Dutt. Very recently, he has been awarded for it, and it is absolute pleasure to bring him at this stage so that we can talk more, learn more, be more, and dream more. This is absolutely an exciting... so that he can bring us lots of his experiences and learnings. Join me in welcoming none other than Sunil Dad. Hi, Sunil. Welcome to the D Show. Hi. Hi, Divya. Pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be talking to you. First of all, many congratulations. I showcase to all our audience the recent award by the CEO Forum. How did that feel? Well, uh, <laughs> it, it's... Uh... It was a great honor. It was a great uh, pleasure and uh, a privilege to have received that award. And uh, this is a forum which was started by a gentleman called Deep, Deepak Rao. And uh, uh, he's been connected with a lot of uh, people in the industry. And he's kind of brought us all together. And not just people from the industry, but even people who are in the administrative services, police services, doctors thinkers and a whole lot of other people, entrepreneurs. And it's a it's a mixed bag, people from India, US, Hong Kong, Singapore, Dubai, and what have you. And so across the globe. And uh, you know, we've all been coming together. This is not a paid forum or anything. It's a it's a forum of like-minded people who stand up for each other both professionally as well as personally. 
Wow. And as a part of the forum, there have been, uh, this was the second edition of the awards night, the CEO forum awards night. And I was quite happy and honored and privileged to have received uh, the award of telecom man of the year. And wow. This was done by an independent jury, which the forum had brought in. Many congratulations. And it's such a delight in today's times because I'm sure you've been bombarded on LinkedIn as well. Many people are selling awards. Many people are, you know, asking you to give advertisements and interviews for a price. So I'm very happy to know that this is one such body which is truly honoring leaders like you for the actual talent and the actual skill sets that you bring to the table. So congratulations to CEO Forum and congratulations to you, Sunil. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Divya. I will definitely convey your congratulations to the Forum. Absolutely. So let me just, you know, apprise our audience on a quick story of how Sunil and I met. And I think, Sunil, you do that better, right? We met on a flight, what, 20 years back? Yes. Correct. And, and we just started getting, and I think fate had us sitting together side by side. <laughs> and we were going to Udaipur for one of the events. Correct. Correct. Yes. And at that point um, in time, I think you were with Samsung or Nokia? I was with Nokia, I think, at that time. And uh, yeah, I think we got talking and, uh, and you know, uh, I think I was a little tongue-tied in the beginning, you know, <laughs> sitting next to such a pretty girl and, and you know, wondering, you know, how to, how to open and start the conversation. And then, you know, I think we just got talking and we discovered that, you know, there are so many common passions that we, that we have. And, and I think uh, that event also was... Uh, something that was memorable and yeah <laughs> absolutely i know i know and ever since it's been such a pleasure because every conversation that i have with you i learn a lot and you inspire me and that's why i thought this is the perfect time for me to bring these experiences because sunil i know we, there's a lot on google about you there's a lot on youtube about you and a lot of successful stories but today i'm going to request you to share a lot of challenges which are going to motivate all of us so, so, and on the learning bit, I must say, Divya, you know, I, I learn a lot from you every time I interact with you. I mean, I, I learn a lot from the younger people. I mean, I, and, and that's something which, uh, which is absolutely true. I mean, the amount of learning which younger people bring in, amazing. That's, that's superb, superb point of view, Sunil, and very humble of you. So how about we break the ice with some rapid fire? All right. Yeah. Oops, I thought I thought rapid fire was always in the end. <laughs> no, I know All slowly right. people are trickling in. They're watching the show. We have 27 eyeballs. So I'm going to give them some warm up time while, while they get to engage with us. So we received a lot of questions for you. And what my team did is we consolidated into a rapid fire, which, of course, you don't know. So the answers would be either one word or one sentence. Or I'll give you a choice and you just pick. So quick responses out there. All right. Let's get started. Play a sport or go swimming? Play a sport. Which one? Now it's golf. Wow. <laughs> Earlier were several other games. Spiritual, religious or ritualistic? I think all. All? Wow. Yeah. That's nice. Hindi old songs or English rock? Uh, depending upon the mood, both. But uh, 
Hindi old ones. Hindi old ones, okay. To women, you would consider what is more important, enabling or empowering? I know both, but it's a tough is choice. Is there a difference between the two? I mean, I, uh... that that could be one of the discussion questions that we can throw it open to the audience as well who are tuning in. Yeah, I think it's 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 both, but I would go with empowering. Okay, that's nice. Aerated drinks or juices? I'm sorry again. Aerated drinks or juices? What is what is your preference? Neither. Neither tea, coffee, something like that. Well, uh, you know, if if if, uh, if nimbu pani falls in juices, then okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> your best subject in school. I'm taking you back to school now. Oh wow! Uh, my best subject in school. English. That's nice. I mean, usually what happens, and I'm going to come to this question because looking at your profile, you know, there is a certain understanding that, oh, you have to be a science background person and you have to love maths and biology. So we're going to discuss about that because I know a lot of youngster friends are going to be watching it. Now, do you miss landlines? Yes or no? From your heart? Uh, no. No? And when are you most productive, morning or evening? Evenings. Evenings. What is critical, timeliness or perfect quality? Perfect quality. And do you have a secret talent that we can reveal on the show here? A secret talent? Yes. Uh... Knowing, I mean, knowing you and from your voice, I think maybe singing? Listening. Listening, okay. <laughs> That's a lovely talent to have. And do you enjoy cooking, eating, or both? Both. Yeah? So what do you cook? Uh, several dishes. Uh, I, I, I cook several dishes. I mean, I come home, I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll so I'll we'll, have to, we'll have to organize a team forethought or a D-show party at your house. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> Besides can. stories... I can cook. <laughs> so let me let me uh, deep dive into one of the questions which I've received, uh, you know, and the question is around what is a cultural shift and how do you execute one in transformation? You know, we always keep hearing about digital transformation. It's become the go to words across industries because obviously everything is going online. What sort of a cultural shift are you seeing in organizations in your teams? How is it impacting your leadership style? Well, I think, you know, uh, digital is a way of life now and digital is a way of life for the future as well. Unless something else happens, but digital is the way of life uh, in the foreseeable future. And in terms of cultural shift, I would say uh, it's, it's a more open culture now because information is available to everybody. So uh, it's not in it's not in the hands of a few people and in their own minds. Information is now available to each and every person. Younger people have better access and faster, speedier access to more information than uh, you know earlier uh, so-called managers, uh, so to say. And uh, and as a result of that, I think uh, uh, 
the cultural shift that I see is a lot of openness, a lot of discussions which are open, a lot of uh, questions which need to be answered, and a lot of transparency which has uh, uh, been built in. And that, I believe, is very healthy for businesses and for uh, organizations, and even for interpersonal relations. So I think that, that transparency leads to trust, and that trust leads to better uh, performances, better productivity, everything better. So Sunil, I know you you rub shoulders with many senior leaders in the industry like yourself. I'm sure at CEO Forum you met many. And while you just explained that digital transformation is the norm of the day, it has to be into our fabricated into our DNA. Do leaders really invest in themselves to upskill or do they only direct it to their teams that it's for you to transform digitally while we are only going to give instructions? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I would say, you know, uh, if, if leaders don't upskill themselves, they're not going to be remaining leaders, number one. Number two, uh, sometimes upskilling does not really require about going into the engineering bit of the technology. You know, upskilling also means uh, how do you how do you transform yourself to be able to use the digital technology and to be able to learn from that and to be able to make yourself more productive uh, as a result of that. Right, right. So let me pull in a question. We're already getting questions, by the way, many fans okay. for you. From Vyapur Aadhar, for a MSME business, what are the four main transformation areas? Or you can just, that's a very like deep dive question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one could discuss about that. You know, I know, for, it's going to be okay. like a day-long conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, you know. I mean, difficult to be able to just pinpoint four areas. But, four areas, yeah. Yeah, but for MSMEs... Uh, one, and maybe what we can encourage Mr. Adhar is to email us and we can have you give him a detailed answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can, I can do that. But one, uh, digital transformation, definitely, you know, adopting technology is definitely going to be one big requirement for MSMEs because it helps you uh, not only you know manage your business better, but also in, in, in terms of being able to be connected to a much wider audience, you know, connected to the world. So I think that is extremely important. Uh, remaining nimble, agile, and learning from what's happening in your industry and uh, keeping yourself uh, ahead of that is I think going to be the other one. Uh, managing your costs in a manner where you're able to clearly differentiate between investment and costs, and that's going to be the other one. And being completely, I would say, ruthlessly uh, efficient in terms of uh, delivering your results and on time. I think that is going to be the other one, which will be quick four one. I, I hope I've been able yeah. to answer the quick four. Absolutely. And we are receiving a lot of uh, validation here as well. So please feel free, everybody, to participate, not just with your questions, also validating what we are saying. So Jagdali Sagar is saying, well said, sir. So we have that here. A question coming for you, which has been pre-submitted. Is digital transformation a technical challenge or an administrative nightmare? <laughs> well, neither, actually, you know. It's neither. It's neither an administrative nightmare, and it's neither, uh, you know, a, a challenge in terms of uh, uh, adoption or technology or anything of that kind. I think it's just 
don't look at digital transformation from the point of view of engineering look at it from the point of view of productivity and and learning and i think that that would answer your uh, issue whoever is asked that question so sunil let me take you back you know almost three decades back right because i've been i've been mapping your journeys through the organizations nokia samsung blackberry wherever you joined you actually took those organizations with you and you put them on the global map or you know a, a national forum so to say what is the secret behind that i mean how do you lead that give us some two uh, usps in your leadership style that we can also probably try to imbibe so i think the first thing i would say is uh, uh, whatever success i have achieved uh, one thing i can tell you for sure is uh, maybe i have been blessed with some very good teams to work with some very good young leaders to work with and uh, so i think that's one the second is uh, from my own if you ask me from my own personal self i would say uh, i have always attempted to be a human being and uh, first and then a manager later a leader uh, after that and uh, i have never ever attempted to hide uh, you know about something which i don't know if i don't know something i don't know and i have never had any hesitation in asking my younger team members uh, you know the other team members who are senior to you always will have maybe more knowledge but i have never hesitated in asking my younger team members also about something which i have i have no knowledge about and i think that builds a level of trust that builds a level of uh, connect with each other and then one wants to do something which is a common objective with uh, with a better uh, understanding and not having to look over your shoulder and I, i don't think i've ever given reason to any of my team members to look over their shoulder ever but that's great you're standing tall there like a, like a rock behind your team so i think that that explains it all we have another live question here from rucha what possibilities might technology enable in this new era wow that's quite a wide scope <laughs> what do you, what do you think is in the future throw us some names of maybe technology that we can look up see i won't throw names of technology because you know if i was to do any crystal ball grazing over there i would break my crystal ball in the next 3 months with the kind of transformation which keeps happening uh but i would say that technology is going to impact all areas of our lives and it's going to impact whether it's education which we've seen you know the last two years during all lockdowns and all we saw how education was enabled by technology uh healthcare already has been impacted definitely a big leap which is going to happen with technology or with digital transformation whatever we might want to call it absolutely uh you go deeper into the country because we you know we shouldn't look at technology or digital transformation only from the point of view of large cities you go deeper into the rural heartland of this country and you'll see technology digital transformation impacting agriculture impacting animal health impacting a whole lot uh, you know even even uh, uh, supply chains you know from the rural heartland into into uh, uh, the bigger cities etc so uh, name any any aspect of your life and digital technology is definitely going to be impacting it 
Well said, Sunil. I think, um, and we have to either cope up with it by choice or otherwise by compulsion, right? It's going Absolutely. To, it's going to have to be done. Absolutely. So upskilling is really the key. That's what RK is agreeing with us. We had Vishal validating that well said, sir, building the trust of knowledge on either side is great attitude. Uh, we have Anupam Jaitley, that's my dad, asking a question. Sunil, what should be the process for ushering in digital transformation? Wow. Is there a process? Is there something as leaders we can do to bring it in proactively? Uh, I would say in terms of process, uh, the first thing that needs to be done is uh, to have a clear discussion with people in terms of why a particular digital transformation is being done. What is in it for them? Right. Before, what is in it? What is there for the organization? What is there for, for people? How would the digital transformation actually transform their lives for better? And you need to have, as leaders, you need to have clarity about that. Communicate that clarity to your team members. Because whenever digital transformation happens at any stage, there is a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear and a lot of uh, apprehension which gets get built up in people, you know, amongst team members. So what's going to happen to my job? Will I be able to handle my job properly? Will I be able to handle technology or not? I don't, I'm not an engineer. So what do I do with it? A lot it's of insecurities, right. So that anxiety needs to be put to rest. And uh, with clear, transparent messaging as to what it is going to do, what is in it uh, for you. So that I think needs to be done. Uh, and then people need to be taken through the process of adopting the technology and how it is to be done. That upskilling, that learning, that needs to be imparted and needs to be, people need to be trained, retrained if it is required with that patience because everybody would not have the same level of. Uh, ad adoption capability. Absolutely. Yes. Talking about, you know, now we've, we've discussed so much about digital transformation and it's happening and Geo is leading the way. I remember a time when we, we heard Geo into the market and they were making a lot of promises and we were like, you know, it's too good to be true. I mean, I used to think at that point in time, I wanted to be a loyal Vodafone customer until they actually dumped me. And if you're watching, I'm sure you face the same network issue with Vodafone. And this is my personal opinion. So, Sunil, sad that Vodafone or we combined with IDEA couldn't really hold its customer base. But at Geo, I know that a few days back, you launched a product which actually is epitome of digital transformation. Tell us a little about it because I was very inspired. Well, actually... Uh... You know, uh, digital products, we've been launching several of them for the last, uh, you know, more than five years that we've been operating. And uh, the one that we launched recently was, uh, you know, Geophone Next. And uh, prior to that was Geophone. So Geophone came out because uh, uh, even though, you know, we started off in 2016, our network services and our digital services, and a whole lot of smartphone owners quickly uh, adopted 4G as a technology and they, they, they shifted into the 4G technology, into that experience. Sure. Uh, but then uh, 
there was this this india this bharat this rural india as people like to call it bharat which was still unconnected there people who were still on feature phones and uh, <clears throat> our chairman's vision always has been you know to do something which is good for india and in fact our founder chairman's message always has been what is good for india is good for alliance so we must always pursue that we must always work towards what is good for india and hence our chairman literally drove us into you know bring out solutions which were which could enable the rural india into uh, coming on to mobile broadband technology and getting connected to internet and that's where a geo phone was born and you know uh, at 500 rupees people had a phone which could give them 4g technology including they could experience youtube whatsapp facebook wow for real watch movies watch cricket matches watch everything on that small screen it was a phone with keypad because a lot of them were used to that keypad so that wow. was one transformation from there i think we moved to the next stage which is with the geo phone next which is a smartphone you know a, a five and a half inch large screen uh hd and with with a good 2 gb 32 gb kind of a ram rom and, uh, and a brilliant camera 13 and 8 megapixel camera so it's it's a beautiful phone which we launched and uh, this was to now migrate and trust and 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 help a lot of these customers into a better experience for the mobile broadband technology because all of them have been looking for that experience so yes uh, uh, great response good response in the last few days that we've been seeing and that is going to empower a lot of women who are not very tech savvy or tech friendly right and i was noticing yes. this one feature where maybe the maid in my house i want to gift the gift her this phone that i can just tell her an english message and is it going to be vernacular i was reading on it online yeah well so this this phone has a feature of translate and it also has a read aloud so what it helps to do is if you send a message in english to her and if she understands marathi she can actually translate that into marathi and then if she wants the phone can actually read it aloud to her as well in marathi so yes so it does help make life a lot easier so a lot of us uh, you know across the country we we actually are comfortable with the in our own you know local language and uh, we prefer that and uh, this phone actually helps to do that i mean any even any content that you download from uh, in the internet or anywhere and you want to translate that into any of those in indian languages you know 10 indian languages it can support so uh, you can actually translate and it, it it also helps you read aloud so that's amazing what an innovation sunil wishing you a lot of success with this and i think after Thank this you. call i'm going to make sure that i get for the house helps that i have i need to empower them with this thank you so, so much i'm going to bring up vishakha's question which has been hovering around how should a leader position himself to drive organizational change not just technology adoption so that's a nice question i think that uh, you know as i answered previously also i think it's the same uh, uh, the leader needs to be able to be very effective in terms of communication be absolutely transparent be absolutely forthright communicate even if you have to communicate over communicate do 
you know over communicate rather than under communicate about transformation not just digital transformation but any transformation and talk about how it's going to go to it's going to impact people how it's going to be better for the people so it be be transparent be absolutely honest about it and even if there are difficult decisions to be taken if you're transparent in terms of a communication if you're upfront it actually helps that's that's nice i i like the usage of the word over communication it's not a bad thing right it's not a bad thing it's not it's a bad not thing especially yes. if you're communicating about change and transformation fantastic we are receiving a lot of support uh, i want to ask you that take me back to the time when you joined geo tell me about what was your journey or any one experience or story that you can shake from share from that time oops <laughs> uh it could take me a few hours to be able to you know uh, talk about my journey uh in geo uh, first and foremost is that you know what i have learned in the last uh, almost 8 years now with geo i think has been more than the last 18 years uh, i would say you know oh really yes uh, <laughs> it's been absolutely a brilliant learning experience uh, i came into an industry which i didn't know anything about you know so you could say i've been into telecom but within telecom i've been more mostly into our devices rather than you know digital uh, technology and prior to geo it was not even digital technology it was you know telecom was not even a digital technology so exactly uh, in that sense coming into the organization and there were several firsts that we did you know first is uh, the technology itself 4g was a first in this country uh there were no devices in the market which were which could support 4g and uh, mobile devices required uh, you know voice to flow over lte for us right so and there were no 4g devices little four, few 4g devices which were there never supported uh, voice over lte or volte as we call it and uh, so well there was a challenge to build the whole device ecosystem we went to all the we went to all brands you know whether it was samsung or nokia or uh, indian brands oppo vivo xiaomi all of them were still starting off they were still early stages of their startups and we requested each and every one of them to you know bring out 4g devices which were supporting uh, voice over lte uh, they were very very apprehensive because uh, it required that you know it, they thought that a 4g device would be more expensive and hence they would have to vacate a price positioning and hence there there was a risk of losing market share and then they thought you know it's going to be a slow burn it's going to be a slow uh, growth right. uh, i remember you know having talked to one of the brands and their estimate was uh well for the whole year there'll be about 28 million possible 4g connections and you know out of that voice over lte would be about 20 million and that was the size of the industry that you know they were talking about and on the other side was uh, our chairman mr mukesh ambani and he said we must reach out to 100 million customers in 100 days my and, god uh, that was a target yeah i mean call it a target call it an ambition a dream we don't actually call it a target in in reliance we call it uh, a mission we call it uh, a vision to be met with and that i think that that's what we look at it as always you know it's it's a it's a journey that we need to to travel towards 
So, uh, you know, uh, there was a huge gap between the two. Right. We launched our own 4G devices. Uh, well, what it did was, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, within 12 months, the entire industry shifted from uh, 3G to 4G. And not just 4G, but voice over LTE supported 4G, Volti devices. So, entire wow. industry went to 4G. And uh, we missed our target. We did not achieve 100 million in 100 days. Uh, we missed that target. We got it in 170 days. That's still commendable. <laughs> and that was your first win when you joined Geo, like, or was it yes, one I of mean, the many wins? I, I wouldn't call it a win. I would call it, uh, you know, the first uh, milestone accomplished. You know, uh, because when you are when you are in the business of serving customers, when you are serving consumers, there are no wins. There are only uh, milestones that you travel in terms of the journey towards higher satisfaction that you get by by seeing happier customers that's such a good outlook and if all those audiences who are in the service segment well this is what we need to imbibe from sunil and always believe in the statement talking about this whole launch and i think geo paved the way with you on their side and created an entire trend setting 4G Volt, right? Volte, uh, Volte, yes. Volte technology awareness. Now, everybody was following, but what are your views on 5G, Sunil? And I have a question. I'm building it on on Ashish because a lot of times, even I'm confused, all these 5Gs and 4Gs, are they really harming us physiologically or not? Well, see, the, the, this discussion, this debate has been going on now for decades. You know, I think it started off when there was mobile technology launched itself, you know, so then with 2G, the same questions were there, with 3G, similar questions were there, 4G, similar questions were there. Fact of life is we've traveled decades and it hasn't impacted anybody adversely. If anything, it has impacted people in a very positive way by transforming lives. I know people will say, you know, oh, in my good old days, you know, it used to be like this. Well, Days keep getting better. I mean, you ask you ask your children, they will say, these are the good old days. These are the good days. I mean, how could you live with, uh, you know, with a time when there was no digital technology? So yes. I think every generation will see that transformation and every generation will experience that. And we need to appreciate that every generation is a better generation. I think that's the way we should look at it always. And we need to we need to constantly keep adapting ourselves rather than expecting, you know, our, our next generations to keep going backwards. That will never happen. It's never going to happen. So I think that uh, you know, in terms of five G, it's going to be coming up. It's going to make life a whole lot different. What are the use cases for that? They're still work in progress. I, mean, I don't think I'm at this stage, uh, you know, equipped to be able to handle or answer that right now. Because right now, even the spectrum has not been auctioned. Yes, from a technology standpoint, from a digital technology standpoint, we at Geo are ready in so far as the network is concerned. Uh, we are, from that technology point of view, we are ready for 5G and for the next generation as well. Uh, what all will happen in terms of use cases is still work in progress across the globe. So please hang on a little, a little more. <laughs> Keep the patience, but uh, give me some hope. Is it going to be 2022 or next year? Uh, 
I think likely spectrums are going to be auctioned in 2022. We will see the start of it in 2022. Okay. Uh, but it will, you know, take Roll whatever little time to take off. Right, right. So here's a nice question for you from Devshri, asking what is the best life fund that you love after a hectic day? Oh well. Uh, How do you reboot yourself? Uh, you know, I think I keep rebooting myself during the day. You know, it's not it's not just at the end of the day. So, and I think that's how you keep going through the day. And uh, you know, besides uh, besides emptying your mind at one point of time at the end of the day, which is important. You know, I just empty my mind. And uh, you know, the other the other thing that happens nowadays, at least, is uh, uh, a video call with both my daughters. Uh, one happens to be in Paris, the other happens to be in London. Wow! So, yeah, so a nice, uh, engaging video call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that's uh, that is something which uh, is really, uh, you know, it, it's really cooling, calming, uh, a happy family time. So you're quite a family man. Tell me something. What is the role of women in your life? Now you have three women, right? Your wife, two daughters. And how have they enabled you to reach where you are? Well, I would say there were four till recently, you know, till my mother, you know, went on to join her creator. I mean, there were four women. Sorry and the two males in the house were me and uh, our pet dog. And, uh, you know, he also at one point decided to leave us and go join his creator. Uh, so now I'm the only one left with three women. And uh, I would say mostly life has been shaped. Uh, by women and uh, from the time from my mother who played a very very significant role in in uh, making me what I am today uh, <clears throat> having gone through you know when people reach a particular stage in life people uh, do not realize what the journey would have been right. but uh, you know it, it was uh, it wasn't a simple journey it was a uh, middle-class family background from where, you know, uh, uh, my journey started and has, has reached where it has reached. And definitely my mother played a very critical role in that. My father played a very critical role in that. They both ensured that the focus remained on education rather than to, you know, jump into the job. And there's an experience which I would like to talk about later, maybe around that. And uh, from that time onwards, uh, you know, uh, my wife who had been working uh, till about 2001. Okay. She, she gave up her job uh, to be able to, uh, you know, focus on the girls and make sure that she was there with them at all points of time when they came back from the school and they had whatever little requirements of theirs at that point of time. From there onwards, you know, uh, uh, have loved the fact that, you know, my daughters have uh, reached a stage in life where they are leading their own lives and they are able to uh, take their own decisions and for which I've encouraged them right from the beginning, you know, to take their own decisions, to move in whichever uh, walk of life they, they, they want to. And that is very, very encouraging. Sanjay is saying efficiency, convenience and ease of use are the new currency. Having a great time on the show. Phenomenal journey indeed. Com Thank you. Compliments to you, Sunil. Thank you. 
Uh, we have uh, Rashi saying, what were, asking rather, what were the noticeable challenges and achievements of Geo in the pandemic period? How was the pandemic for Geo? Did you guys also suffer like other businesses? No, well, actually, uh, if you ask me, you know, the challenges, uh, what you're asking for were really not challenges. Those were, uh, those were opportunities for us to actually uh, uh, rejuvenate ourselves, rediscover ourselves, rediscover how to be able to reach out to our consumers. You know, uh, physical shops, markets, everything shut down, everything closed down, as you all know. Uh, at that point of time, to be able to ensure that people remain connected to each other and people had uh, the benefit of mobile digital technology connectivity with them was one big, uh, uh, I would say, task in front of us. It wasn't a challenge. What we did was uh, we enabled all our 1 million plus retail points of sale digitally to be able to get their uh, recharge balances digitally over the air. And, uh, you know, we actually automated that. And for them to be able to connect with their consumers digitally and keep them recharged at all points of time. So we did all of that. We also enabled a whole lot of essential goods outlets to be able to recharge customers wherever they were able to physically visit, uh, uh, visit them. We also enabled digitally on geo.com and other platforms for our customers to come in and keep themselves connected. Not just that, there were customers uh, who at one point of time during the pandemic could not recharge their phones. They could not spend that money. So for them, Reliance Foundation came forward and actually enabled them to remain connected and ensured that they got the service free of cost every day to remain connected. And for people who had requirement of data to be used and more data to be used, we actually gave a one plus one kind of an offer. So if they were to spend a hundred rupees, we give them data worth more hundred rupees to them. So we did all of that to ensure that people remain connected. And I would dare say, I think one reason why in a country of 1.4 billion people, you did not see any panic, you did not see any riots, you did not see anybody indulging in any, uh, you know, unworthy act was because people had information in their hands. People were connected to information, people had information in their hands. There were no panic on that account. And I think that was critical, uh, the way it happened. So I would say, you know, uh, thank God, you know, we were there and and others like us were able to provide that service to to people and and to keep them connected. So well, no challenges actually. Uh, these were the tasks that we had to do, and I think we did we did it uh, quite well. You know, that gives me an insight into the culture in your organization because, as we often discuss, Sunil, leadership culture flows from the top. And I've also, in our conversations, always seen you uh, from somebody like you. It's not easy to get admiring words for anybody or respectful words, 
compliments from you are scarce. And you very fondly talk about Mukesh Ambani working with him. Give us a little insight. I've always been curious, and I'm sure some of the audiences are as well. Tell us what kind of a leader he is, and how does uh, is he a micromanager on you leaders, or does he give you space? Tell us how does it feel to work with somebody like Mukesh Ambani. Well, first, I must tell you that I have worked with several global leaders. Absolutely. I'm a global organization. I've worked with several global leaders. No one comes close to him. I was about to say, you know, very few would come close to him. But I correct myself. No one comes close to him. Made in uh, India. Sorry? <laughs> made in India. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. you worked with global leaders, but we have somebody made in India who is making yes. impact. I think, uh, you know, working with him is a huge learning experience. You know, I told you in the beginning that what I have learned in the last eight years is yeah. something which is more than what I have learned in, the, in, in previous 18. And I think one of the reasons behind that is the vision of this one gentleman called Mr. Mukesh Ambani. What drives him is his passion for the country, his passion for people of this country. He is very driven by what is good for India. He is very driven by what is good for people of this country. He is, uh, how can I tell you? I mean, he, he doesn't micromanage. Okay. He holds your hand till the time he is confident that you are, you are on the course. Oh, really? So he will keep taking inputs from you. He will keep giving his inputs to you. And he'll keep holding your hand till the time he knows this ship is going to run on its own now. This is this doesn't require any micromanagement. It does not require any further handholding. I recall how much you know we were interacting with him in our early days when Geo was starting off. Today he doesn't talk about connectivity business. I mean, you know, he's now talking about new businesses. So okay. so he he is there for you not as a micromanager, he's there for you as a leader who will support you, who will back you up, and he will tell you not to be afraid of failure. He'll constantly keep telling you not to be afraid of failure. He'll constantly keep telling you, don't worry about making a loss. You're not going to make a loss, you're not going to learn. He'll keep giving you that confidence. And he loves working with young people because he knows they bring so much of energy, so much of transformation, so much of ideas, and they they know how to speak about it. They are they are honest about it, and they will keep talking about it. So he loves working with younger leaders. He keeps telling people like us that we are there as mentors, we are there as facilitators, we are there as supporters. It's the young leaders who need to take reliance forward into the next generation. And his speed is something which you need to be, you, I mean, you'd be amazed with. Anybody across the organization called Reliance sends him something to read. Right. You can be 100% sure you'll get a response. 100, not a point less. And from him and not from his assistant. I mean, No, from him. You'll get it from him. You'll get it from him in his, in his handwritten notes as well as, you know, a digital note which will come to you. And he will remember everything and he will talk to you about it and he'll give you his inputs on it. He'll give you his thoughts on it. If you have thoughts which are contrary to it, he will listen to you. If he's convinced with it, he will go with that. And he will tell you, you know, your thinking is correct. And let's do it this way. 
So validation comes from him. It's not okay. just about one way. No, no, it is about validation. He oh, he, wow. he wow. encourages that discussion, that debate. He will he he will encourage you for it. So he tells you. It might be I might I might have a particular thought, but if there's something which is better for Reliance, you go with that. Don't go with my thought. That's so, very very open-minded. Very open-minded. It's it's amazing to work with a leader like that who thinks, you know, ten years ahead at all points of time, and you're realizing it when you are you know five years into it that oh, you know what he thought was was so much more visionary and and the speed with which he works. He thinks. He responds. It's it's just amazing. So I think. Uh, so would you would you encourage me to write an email to him, inviting him on the D show? Please do that. <laughs> Maybe he'll re he'll respond to me, and he'll probably meet me. Please do that. He, he responds <laughs> to everybody. He does. Yes. That would be great. So we have a very, very uh, good question from Namrita because I know this matters a lot to be a leader who you are, Sunil. At the pinnacle uh, of the industry where you are, do you think an MBA is must to become professionally successful? Uh, well, professional professional courses and professional education does help in terms of uh, you know changing your perspective or adding knowledge to you. Adding knowledge is is uh, always good, but. Uh, you know, adding knowledge is nobody uh, single person's domain as well, and learning does not necessarily depend only on degrees. So, if you are, if you have a mind which is open to learning, if you have a mind which is open to adopting uh, new, whatever is new, and you keep an open mind, you listen well, and you you are able to quickly transform yourself and keep moving ahead. Uh, it's a personal choice. The next question is from Ronal. We know an annual speech of 2017 where Mr. Ambani said, talent and technology will create beautiful innovation. How to share the same vision? Well, uh, as I said, you know, he, he lives by that vision. He lives by that passion. And, you know, he ensures that he drives it across the organization. And, uh, and he's constantly uh, looking towards... Uh, uh, young, uh, young talent drivers, with, change drivers, right? Yes, change drivers who are going to be uh, quick to adapt, adopt change, and keep moving ahead. So yes, I mean he, it, it is a beautiful journey to to travel. So Neil, tell me your biggest failure in life. Let's talk about that piece because I know I've taken a lot of your time. We are completing an hour. Questions just keep coming in, but but tell me the biggest failure. Or do you even consider failures? Uh, I would consider them setbacks. Uh, I wouldn't consider them as failures. And I would consider them as uh, temporary setbacks, which helped me open my mind uh, to learning, to figure out you know, what went wrong. Uh, my first, I would say, regret in life was that uh, I couldn't join the armed forces. Oh, really? I didn't know you had that armed forces, Kira. <laughs> uh, well, uh, <laughs> yes, I had. And, you know, after my graduation, I wanted to go and join the Indian Army. And uh, uh, I cleared everything. I cleared all the tests. I cleared all the interviews. There was some minor uh, medical issue which was discovered. Uh, I remember the term. 
so you can imagine how passionate i was about it i know it was called sacralization of lumbar vertebra fifth and i hope the doctors <laughs> if they are on that show would <laughs> would corroborate what i said and uh, you know uh, that was the point on which i was rejected i went in for an appeal honestly i also talked to one of my uh, uh, you know one of my my relatives and he spoke to the person who was uh, commander of the indian medical corps and who also happened to be an orthopedician at that point of time and he said okay send him to me i'll meet up with him i went i met up with him he spoke to me for about an hour and he questioned me on everything other than that medical issue okay and then he tells his people that you know mere ko unse connect karo <laughs> because he also happened to be one of the most famous orthopedicians of this country and he spoke to him and he says uh, परमिंदर मैं इसको क्लियर कर सकता हूं अभी बट आई एम नॉट क्लियरिंग हिम बिकॉज ही इज मेड फॉर समथिंग एल्स इन लाइफ आई एम नॉट क्लियरिंग हिम आई एम रिजेक्टिंग हिम वेल एंड ही डिड रिजेक्ट मी एंड सो आई वुड से दैट वॉज एट दैट पॉइंट कंसिडर्ड एज वन ऑफ माई बिगेस्ट फेलियर्स आई एक्चुअली केम आउट ऑफ हिज ऑफिस एंड आई सैट एट द कर्ब एंड आई क्राइड रियली आई एक्चुअली क्राइड एंड देन आई वेंट बैक यू नो टू चंडीगढ़ विच वॉज द होम टाउन एट दैट पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम and uh, i decided you know okay i'll i'll pursue mba after that and then life has been what it has been so i would say that was first i would say that is one regret that i'll always have in my life that i wanted to be an army officer and i could on behalf of mr ambani and entire fraternity of reliance you i'm going to thank indian armed forces right <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh, but besides that you know even in the corporate life that i have been it's not that i've never had any setbacks i've had setbacks i've been kicked in my teeth you know there were there were times when i was uh, when i was uh, due for my next level of role but somebody else got it above me and that happened twice in my life i was sure like making a mistake twice are you going to name the organization uh one was in philips the other was in wipro And, oh okay thank you for sharing but good part of it is that in both the organizations i did get my next levels and that was because i did sit down and i did think it over as to what happened exactly i also sat down with my with my superiors and i took their opinion and i said you know give me a feedback what 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 went wrong i mean why did i not get that and they gave me their inputs uh I had two choices at both points of time they were either I could have been a cynic right. I could have become a cynic yeah or I could have transformed myself I think I chose the latter I thought you know it's best to transform yourself to figure out not to enter into that kind of a mistake or a failure again But so did, did that. somebody play a critical role in motivating you or showing you the way or was it very intrinsic this voice It was intrinsic but I would say that you know my both the times the my bosses that i spoke to i was very lucky to have good bosses at that time and they gave me a good uh, you know mature feedback and i think that also helped me a lot so the fact that i could listen to them and the fact that there was internally something which was there inside me to help me uh, you know motivate myself as i said i wasn't going to be a cynic ever so i think that that helped me and i think these two incident also helped ensure that throughout my life i would never be a cynic wow that's a that's a power of choice that we all have with us right
Yes. And I'm sure a lot of audiences who are with us right now consistently, we all have experienced failures. And I wanted to bring this light to you that if a Sunil can choose to be a non-cynic and learn and transform and be a better version of himself, that's what we believe at Tally, so can we. So Sunil, tell me, tell me about your entrepreneurship. You don't really talk about it too much, but I know we have many, you know, aspiring youngsters here who are watching the show. If you see consistently, we have above, above 50 people who are here with us through the show. Um, tell me about your entrepreneurial journey, why you stepped out of it, because you tried it and then you went back into the mainstream. Yeah. So, I, you know, I tried it twice, not just once. I tried it twice. And, uh, uh, you know, both the times it was uh, with the same brand that I was trying it. And okay. uh, yeah, so let me let me just say, you know, it was with one of the American uh, telecom brands. Uh, and uh, they were wanting me to start off uh, uh, building a device business for them in India and launching their brand of devices in India. Uh, wow. What was the reason behind that? I do not know as to why they wanted to start off in India because they were an American telecom brand. And both the times I quit my job, you know, to be able to do that. In fact, the first time I quit my job, everything was going smooth. We were actually discussing uh, and crossing the T's and everything on, on the agreement. And the agreement reached a stage of signing. And at that point of time, I mean, I had already quit my job and I decided that, okay, you know, I'm going to go with my daughter because she was getting admission in, at the University of Cardiff in UK. And, you know, I went there and, you know, we thought we'd go there, drop her, come back. Uh, by the time I was getting off the train at Cardiff Station, I got to know that the project was off the table. No way. Yeah. And uh, I got a call from them from the US saying that, you know, we are putting it on hold. And they explained their reasons as to why they were putting it on hold, etc., etc. So uh, I got that call and uh, I, I was just getting off the train at that point of time. And I said, well, let's look at Cardiff. You know, let's, <laughs> let's, let's look at Cardiff. Let's enjoy Cardiff. And, uh, you know, so my daughter, myself, my, my wife, my other younger daughter, we all of us, you know, just walked out of the station. We went and, you know, uh, got busy with uh, my elder daughter settling in, in it at Cardiff, came back into India and uh, discussed with the people who are going to be my partners. And then I said, well, you know, we can attempt to go in for something else. But I, I was, I think I was a little lucky that right at that point of time, another opportunity was coming up. And uh, uh, this gentleman had actually gone to meet. He was my ex-boss in, in Nokia. And I actually went to meet up with him because he had traveled from Singapore, you know, seeking a distribution opportunity for the brand. Oh. And he sat me down. He said, let's have dinner together. We sat down and he says, you can do distribution at any point of time in life. Right now, I'm looking for a managing director to manage my business in India. So why don't you do that? <laughs> and I called up my people and I said, this is what he's saying. And he said, and they said, brilliant. I mean, that's a great thing. You know, please take it up. So I, I got into the job once again. The next time around, it was the same brand which came back and said, okay, we're starting off again. You know, let's let's do that. How did you trust them again? <laughs> no, no. Well, it, it's a great brand. It's a huge brand. And right. I said, okay, let's start off again. And, you know, two, three months into discussion. And then I said, okay, this is becoming serious. I again quit my job. And 
it's so funny that they again shut down that opportunity because uh, they had gone into an acquisition of something which got shut down and they had to pay a huge compensation over there they took all projects off the table at that point of time i actually again started to get into distribution business and uh, that was when you know i i i met up with uh, mr modi in uh, reliance uh, no not the prime minister i met okay. up with manohar modi <laughs> okay. in reliance and and you know i discussed with other couple of colleagues and uh, you know what was coming up and he he said something very beautiful you know he said uh, why do you have to look at a business outside of reliance treat this as your business treat it as your own business and build it up and well, well honestly you know after i came into reliance after i came into geo i realized that is what the culture is so if you're entrepreneurial in your in your outlook if you take ownership then you're bound to be successful in reliance wow so that, just in case if my business doesn't work i send you my resume and you will get me hooked up with reliance entrepreneurial <laughs> you are already <laughs> <laughs> but that is so inspiring sunil um i think what what do you think is it all karma or is it also a role of fate and destiny because well uh, i don't know uh, i think somewhere it, there has to be karma there has to be destiny i think i i do believe in it that there is a destiny and uh, yeah so i think uh, i think what has to happen has to happen i mean whatever and i have no regrets you know whatever happened uh, do i regret that you know that entrepreneurial thing did not happen no i don't think i did because uh, the spirit with which i have been working here you know is is same you know when mr manoj modi or mr ambani when they speak and when they tell you that you know you are one of the founding founding members of geo you are you know one of the founders then what do you take away you take away that happy feeling that yeah okay this is my organization this is my business uh, i live it i live it every day that's beautiful that's beautiful and i i really wish you even more enriching journey moving forward with loads of experiences i know we've run short of time but i'm going to probably inshallah invite you again on the show to answer more questions because we are looking at generational diversity and i'll need your help to bring bring in inclusive excellence and we can do that by talking like you said over communication is not a bad thing let's talk let's learn let's hear your experiences more and more so that we have our own perspective and key takeaways your parting thoughts with us sunil uh well my parting thoughts would be you know uh, india is is blessed with a younger population with a young population this is a country which is blessed with that uh we have people who by virtue of this latest connectivity to the world have become much more confident and they are far more entrepreneurial now than I mean, india has always been an entrepreneurial country but now people have i mean if you look at the number of startups which are coming up look at look at uh, uh, you know people wanting to pursue their dreams and it's not just in in urban india even in the rural india it has it is happening i yeah. i recall you know when when geo services were reaching the heartland uh, if i have time for a couple of examples i would love to give that you know of course yes please so there was this 
there was this uh, lady who i recall you know who on a small screen was was looking at uh, you know uh, bollywood actresses and she was able to actually get into stitching of the ghagras and which she started to you know make for uh, uh, for folks in her own village and after that she built it up as a business i recall that school teacher who was teaching little tiny tots and he said this phone this little phone has made my life you know transform completely because uh, suddenly he says you know these tiny tots who have attention span of a of a butterfly right you know, he says uh, i would teach them poems and they would not be able to learn it for two days now he says what i do is i play it on on the youtube and they are all standing around it and they are singing it and within half an hour they are all reciting it how oh, nice so it became like a learning device also absolutely or of that person in 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 a village in uh, andhra pradesh where uh, where you know he had a problem in terms of being uh, specially enabled uh, you know and doing getting into doing recharges and then connectivity all with his tongue oh oh and he was a fruit seller before he became uh, a a business partner with with jio and that you know uh, from there transforming his own life himself or of the students who studied their syllabuses on a small screen of jio phone and actually scored very well in their in their marks in their exams these are these are not stories these are real life experiences and what i would want to tell everybody is that there is an opportunity in every aspect of your life in every day of your life there is an opportunity in everything that you do uh keep your minds open keep your ears open your eyes open but more importantly keep your minds open to learning and learning does not necessarily come from people who are only senior to you or your peers learning comes a lot from your younger people from your juniors keep an eye out for that learning keep a mind open for that learning and the more you do learn the better you will keep becoming every day and stay humble stay on the ground we can see that and we can learn that from you sunil it's been a pleasure you know it gives me goosebumps every time and i go back with a tons of motivation when i speak to you today i am blessed i could share it with at least 50 60 people who've engaged with us during the show so thank you so much once again to be on the d show it means a lot thank you so much devya it's been an absolute pleasure like always speaking to you and uh, look forward to connecting up sometime again soon yes i'll see you in mumbai soon sure enough Have a Looking good forward. weekend. Yes. Bye, Sunil. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being with us here and engaging with us. Well, let me tell you that these are simple lessons that come from exemplary leaders. And we can learn so much from them. We can be a better version of ourselves. At Tally, we believe that. And at Forethought, we constantly believe in energizing your business, whether personal or professional. So let's hear these stories let's hear these experiences and let's make sure that we imbibe these learnings 
and associate them, relate them with our experiences. Like Sunil said, we can be cynical and we can also learn from them and seek more opportunities by being better. So the choice is in your hands. Exercise the power of choice wisely. Stay happy, stay sane, be spiritual, and of course, give back. Give back like Sunil is doing as well. And we will celebrate these moments together with more stories from more dynamic leaders coming up on the day show from different industries. If there's any, any leader that you want to see here, do write in to me and I will connect with them. It will be an honor. I'm Dr. D and I'm signing off right now. You can subscribe to The D Show. But before I leave the show, I want to leave you with the same film which celebrates Sunil's journey so far. My team made it. So have a look. Stay tuned. And don't forget to subscribe. Bye. Some technical glitch out there, but stay tuned. Don't forget, it's the D Show. Bye.